Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I would like to welcome you back for part three of my week of exploration of Sherlock Holmes and Innovation and Compliance. Today, I want to take a look at the issue of the Chief Compliance Officer as a data translator. I use the adventure of the speckled band to introduce this topic. In this tale, Holmes is, or at least I found it, particularly grim tale of patricide by a stepfather against his two stepdaughters who stood to inherit their deceased mother's fortunes when they married. The story takes place some two years after the older sister died on her wedding night with her last gasping words being the speckled band. Now the younger sister is betrothed and will marry soon. Her stepfather moves moves her into the room in which her older sister died. One of the clues that Holmes finds, quote, suggestive, end quote. When it comes to the physical clues present in the room, Holmes initially deduces that there is a dummy bell cord hanging just above her bed and ventilator which opens into the adjacent room to which he says there seems to have been a most interesting character, dummy bell ropes and ventilators which do not ventilate. At the end of the story, Holmes explains, my attention was speedily drawn, as I have already remarked to you, to this ventilator and to the bell rope which hung down to the bed. The discovery that it was a dummy and that the bed was clamped to the floor instantly gave rise to the suspicion that the rope was there as a bridge for something passing through the hole and coming to the bed. The idea of the snake instantly occurred to me, and when I coupled it with my knowledge of the doctor that was furnished with a supply of creatures from India, I felt I was probably on the right track. All of this demonstrates Holmes' ability as a data translator. In a Sloan MIT Management Review article entitled, Why Your Company Needs Data Translators, authors Chris Brady, Mike Ford, and Simon Chadwick explored this issue. The authors found a persistent cultural divide between decision makers in the field and the data analysts who crunch the numbers off of it. They suggest various strategies to overcome this divide, which they call the interpretation gap. However, I found their analysis prescient for the CCO or compliance practitioner as their remedies speak directly to many of the strategies compliance practitioners could employ. The first is data hubris. And this is not something that many CCOs or compliance practitioners necessarily gauge in, as the underlying causes do not often afflict compliance professionals. The authors refer to a 2014 science article by Dave Lazar and co-authors who described it as the implicit assumption that big data are a substitute for, rather than a supplement to, traditional data collection and analysis. To overcome it, Professionals need to understand what R.C. Buford, the general manager of the San Antonio Spurs, calls the alignment of the multivariable, the eyes, ears, and numbers. In other words, it's not just about the data, but the human interpretation of the data. Next is decision-making biases. The authors identify two, the overconfidence bias and the emotional bias. The first occurs when you believe your process will help you make a decision. This is most clearly seen in the talent evaluation for pro sports teams. As recently as this year, the number one pick in the National Basketball Association, 
could not shoot the basketball outside the lane. It may be he was injured when he was drafted. It may be he had a mental block. Or maybe he simply lost his ability to shoot the ball. But it really does not matter. But all the prognosticators on the Philadelphia 76ers who pushed a trade up to him in the draft in the first selecting slot were wrong. Emotional biases occur when the decision maker lets outside noise influence his decision. Whatever that noise is, the decision maker needs to silence it. The next obstacle a compliance practitioner must overcome is to speak the language of data, or at least data analysts. The language must be translated for senior management so they understand the compliance risks involved. Here the authors suggest replacing standard reporting techniques with approaches that bring otherwise dry information to life. These approaches include data visualization, process simulation, text and voice analytics, and social media analysis. There's more to effective translation than simply rendering scientific language in plain terms. The best translators also frame the information in a way that receives receiving the translation will find useful. In the plainest language, a translator must ask one blunt question. How does this data help the person I'm speaking to? There's a list of skills that data translators need in today's business environment, which I adapted for the CCO or compliance practitioner. They include sufficient knowledge of the business side to pass the street cred test with executive decision makers. This means more than simply being able to read a spreadsheet, but understanding your organization's business processes. Sufficient analytics knowledge or willingness and ability to acquire it to communicate effectively with the organization's data scientists or data analysts. As data analysts are not taught or even valued in law school education, if you are a lawyer, you will have to work on this going forward. Three, the confidence to speak truth to executive peers and subordinates. Hopefully, your organization values and respects your voice as a CCO or compliance practitioner. If not, you certainly have a larger set of problems on your hands than poor data translations. Four, a willingness to search for deeper knowledge about everything. Look at any great CCO and you will find someone who is infinitely curious. Five, the drive to create both questions and answers in a form which others in your organization find accessible and most importantly useful. Six, an extremely high sense of quality standards and attention to detail. This is probably a defining quality of most lawyers. And finally, number seven, the ability to engage at team or organizational meetings without being asked for input. As a CCO or compliance professional, you have to be willing to speak up if something has gone off track. The authors end with two techniques which lend themselves to greater CCO communication skills. The first is to connect with decision makers through questions and not assertions. It is a developed skill to use data to set up questions which allow senior management to come up with answers ostensibly by themselves. The final insight is to use data to create stories. Storytelling and compliance is a favorite technique which I hope will improve your overall compliance program. By using some of these techniques, a CCO or compliance practitioner should be able to bridge the gap often seen between data and the final decision. One of the clear themes of this week-long exploration of the intersection of Sherlock Holmes and innovation and compliance is the need for the human experience with technical innovations. The same is true with data, its analysis, and its translation. I hope you've enjoyed this part three, and I hope you will join me tomorrow for part four, where we take a look at Sherlock Holmes, innovation and compliance, and interpreting data. 
If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.